Down for the Count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. That is right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you the best show in the world. This is Down for the Count, and I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. That is the dangerous one, Mr. Dangerous Dan Cialana. We are here to talk some wrestling on this Thursday afternoon. Definitely took a couple weeks off because I was in California and I had some time to uh, get some RVD energy with some local agriculture. Go. So feeling good. Feeling, feeling good. good. That's back what I'm talking old, about. You know, kind of old school. It's a call back to 1994, Dan. But we're here. We are sober today, apparently. Barely, barely. Barely sober. And we may be a little less than sober a week from now. Actually, about six days from now, July 14th, AEW returns to Texas. Brandon, how excited are you about seeing a big wrestling show and AEW? I think I am as excited as can be, especially after watching Dynamite yesterday. What an incredible show that was. We have a new superstar that's not too new to you and I, not too new to the wrestling world, but Mr. Malachi Black also known as Alistair Black, also known as Tommy N, a.k.a., yep. a.k.a., a.k.a., all these names. But he is now at AEW. Huge move. Um, this is, this is it's, it, it sets in motion this excitement leading up to not only a show in, in Cedar Park there by Austin, but also the first day of Fighter Fest, which is going to be incredible. I saw there's going to be a coffin match yep. uh, that was just announced. It's going to be an awesome, awesome time to be there if you're in the Austin area. It's going to be fun, and uh, I think JR said last night on Dynamite that it is sold out. So wow. I don't know the last time I've been in a sold-out wrestling crowd or sold-out anything crowd in a long time. I'll be wearing my luchador mask or my Vince McMahon mask, whatever suits the occasion best. You know, I, this is the first time I'd be around that many people. A little, little nervous, a little nervous. I might still keep my distance, but it's going to be exciting. And like you said, we'll see uh, Malachi Black there. And I'll tell you what, Brandon, you have to, oh, I've learned my lesson. I got to watch Dynamite live. Yes. These other shows, WWE, I can get away with, you know, NXT, I can watch replay, kind of catch up on YouTube. But this morning I was cramming for the show and I hadn't finished watching last night's Dynamite. And of course I get spoiled. I see Alistair, former Alistair Black, now Malachi Black. On social media? debut at AEW. And I'm so glad that the commentators didn't insult our intelligence like it, like WWE would often do. They go, who's that guy? I have no idea. It's like we knew who it was. A little confusing. I don't know what the commentators knew they're supposed to uh, call him. Uh, but yeah. it was cool to see him. And, of course, uh, Alistair's um, wife made a shocking return to WWE as well. So power couple power doing good couple. and back on their feet. Yeah, absolutely. Zelina Vega's there back at NXT. That's exciting. Um, Is her OnlyFans back, though? I need to check. I, I, I'm not so sure that might be back. I think Alistair might have shut that one down. Um, <laughs> if, if we start if we start to um, lose connection, you'll know exactly why Dan Cialano's over there doing some naughty things. But I'm doing a Google image search for It's all journalism. Here. It's all journalism. Yeah. It's just research. But night one is set for Fighter Fest. Going to be awesome one not only do you have um this coffin match 
but you also have Christian Cage and Matt Hardy. You got John Moxley in action. You got Brian Cage in action. Uh, Penelope Ford and um, Yuka Sakazaki. Are, I mean, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. I'm like you. I don't know the last time I was in a sold out arena, but I will say this: I did go to um, the Texas Rangers game way back when, probably three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and that was. I mean, I'm assuming double, if not triple, what we're going to be experiencing here at Cedar Park because that was about 35 to 40,000 people. That was a ton. Um, that was definitely a different experience. I'll be wearing my Luchador mask as well, Dan. I know you and I will be there. I don't know where our seating arrangements are going to be for you and I. I know, you know, being through media, you and I definitely don't know as much as, as, as I'm sure we'd like, but I know we're going to be there with the fans for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, thank you to AW for inviting us, of course, and it will not bias our opinion about the review of AW. Never. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe. Maybe just, maybe a, little just a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know. All I'm saying is if, if Vince is throwing SummerSlam press passes around our way, we might we might be a little in tune to be a little nicer. You know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Looking forward to just having the experience, not going there uh, as like a reviewer. And in fact, AEW invited us. Uh, they invited media, but they're not doing any interviews or any no. kind of, uh, you know, media scrum or anything like that. So just to, they just invited people just to, just to show them. So yeah, come and come enjoy fighter fest. That's basically what it was. Now, Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. That's going to get me right in the feels there, the emotions, because I was just thinking about that upcoming match. I was thinking about I was there. We're going to get old man stories here. I was there WrestleMania 2000 for that first triangle ladder match. And I was also there for WrestleMania X7 the following year in Houston for TLC2. Uh, so seeing Christian Cage and Matt Hardy live in a ring together is going to bring back those old memories looking forward to that also looking forward to seeing new guys newer guys to me like darby allen and a, a coffin match man that's good that's scary stuff yeah is am i confused here i might be uh is john moxley putting up the iwgp um american title or something like that is that happening is there, i believe like, so so that there is a little tie-in to new japan which i also very much like hopefully we get yeah. possibly some new japan people making an appearance who knows um this this alistair black malachi, malachi black appearance happened at a perfect time right they've been they've been promoting this miami show right before fighter fest i hope and i pray obviously he went after cody i still think um the script writes itself with him and possibly Miro, since Miro's, you know, God's favorite wrestler, whatever the case. And then you have Malachi Black, who's this dark thing. I love to see that too. Um, Cody, we're also going to get Hangman and Omega, it looks like finally. Uh, there's just so much more exciting stuff on AEW um, than your typical wrestling programming. Okay, but here's the part where I concern Troll. This has been my constant concern to AEW. Not a complaint, but just a concern. Something to kind of watch over. Former WWE great... employees? Exactly. You know, I'm always worried that AEW will start looking like the plan B for WWE rejects. And that's no disrespect to anyone who gets fired from WWE uh, or any disrespect to AEW. Because it's a good opportunity when, when they have a talented person like Black or, you know, Miro, that Matt Hardy... Christian Cage, all these people who become free, of course, AEW is going to want to pick them up. But I always think about the casual fan, the casual TV watcher who's been kind of casually watching wrestling over the last few years. 
will they start seeing AEW as WCW? Kind of like, all right, this is where you go when you can't make it in the big leagues. And I think it's unfair. But and, and I'm not complaining. I'm just I'm just kind of worried about that because I don't think everybody should automatically go to WWE. I mean, oh, everyone's like, okay, Lana, oh yeah, she's gonna go to AEW. Well, maybe that's not good for her. Maybe WWE and the kind of this scripted sort of environment that WWE has that you and I and Mike always complain about. Maybe that was more suited for Lana, CJ Perry. Maybe she wouldn't really fit in at AEW. Maybe she should go pursue her acting degree. Degree. Career. Yeah. I don't know if there's, is there acting degrees? I'm sure there know. is. I'm sure I don't know there anything is. about college. I never went to college. That's why I'm yeah. here. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want everyone to think that every time someone gets released from WWE that, oh, great, they're going to be on Dynamite next week because I don't think everybody's going to be and I don't think everybody should be. Yeah, no, I agree. I also think, though, that when you have talent like Aleister Black, um, like Miro, like, you know, maybe you can put in there Matt Hardy. Christian Cage was never signed to WWE. Um, he was always just been a legend there. And so, yeah. of course, he's he, he makes appearances. But when you look at that, you look at, you know, others that have appeared on Dynamite and, you know, Moxley, stuff like that. You can't pass up on on talent like that that can push your brand even further. And I think to diehard wrestling fans, not even diehard, even if you're a casual wrestling fan that's watched the product for over a year, you probably liked watching Aleister Black. You probably liked watching Rusev. You probably, they're not picking up scrubs that right. like, you know what I mean? They're not picking up people. Nobody can, even Leo, Leo Rush. I mean, he had a huge following on social media. He's had a huge following throughout the independence. Those are people that wrestling fans and even maybe higher up casual viewers enjoy watching and want to see more of. So when you put them on a product and then you put them against, in my opinion, the best wrestling roster in the business right now, when you have, as far as, how how credible matches can be you have kenny omega you have cody rhodes you have the young bucks you have hangman page jama i mean it's just the 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 roof can be torn off with these guys now my question to you is actually not even a question just a statement did you know again this is all hearsay this is from the dirt sheets oh reliable reliable but did you know alistair black did not get released too long ago right okay usually there's not a 30 day anymore. What is it, Dan? It's a 90 day right. right release form. Supposedly someone at WWE messed up and didn't change 30 to 90 days. And that's Oops. why Alistair Black was able to appear as early as he did. He's like, it's in the contract, man. It's in the contract. And that, but I think that works in his favor. You're freshly God, yeah, out. Yeah, you're freshly out of WWE. You don't have time yeah. to simmer down. You still have that heat coming out of WWE. Absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> that reminds me, I, I heard a part of an interview recently with Lana CJ Perry on the Talk is Jericho podcast. Okay. And she talked about, yeah, getting her 90 day notice. And it was just kind of came out of nowhere. So and I bet she wishes they had made a paperwork snafu that she can get out earlier. You know, now, now I assume that it's it's 90 days that you can't go to another wrestling company not that you just can't appear in public or you can't be any public oh yeah yeah just a wrestling company, wrestling you, company. you don't have to you don't have to just be holed up like a monk in your house like a hermit right no i don't believe don't so don't give vince any ideas he'd do that yeah he'd absolutely stay in your house you you have to quarantine even after COVID is over that's exactly right. how the 90 day right. clause goes now also uh dan in other news i want to talk to you about this because you got to live it i was just born with it but 
Uh, the Clinton administration? No, no, not. Oh. Thank I appreciate the, the guest, though. No, this is not Jeopardy. However, <laughs> um, the NWO, Dan, 25 years since the NWO's founding. I mean, just to give you a little bit of background, Dan, how old were you July 7th, 1996? July 7th, 1996. I had just turned 16 years old. So Dan was 16. Brandon Medina was eight months into my into my mother's belly. I was born wow. August tenth. So the NWO was formed. I literally was born into the New World Order. You were like you were literally like semen eighteen months earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was I was born yeah. into the NWO. You know what I'm saying? I get it. So how do how do you when you look back at it, Dan? How game changing was the New World Order as a whole? I mean, it was hot because I, I remember just you know just with coworkers at the time, people who watched wrestling casually you can learn a lot about how what's really hitting people when you when you talk to people who just kind of watch it casually and everybody's like oh yeah hulk hogan nwo that's cool see nwo shirts at the mall everywhere They're all two over the suites place. yeah i mean to this day 25 years later end up the nwo shirt is one of the top selling shirts i was gonna say that I heard, I, yeah i read that they sell a hundred thousand dollars plus every year just and just straight that black and white nwo shirt nwo is so hot let me tell you my friends and I were at a church retreat and we wow. called our youth group, we called it the NWO and wore NWO shirts because, because that's how hot the damn angle was. It was exciting. Hulk Hogan needed to turn heel because he was starting to get booed. People were kind of sick of the red and yellow stuff. We were getting to the gritty 90s, the Howard Stern era, the ECW era. They wanted a harder Hulk Hogan phrasing sorry they wanted a more uh, like, a hard edge hulk hogan yeah. uh this is this is pre-racist rants on recordings right. i should say at least yeah at uh, least on recordings on recordings so it, it was just an exciting time to watch wrestling and every time the nwo came out they got a pop i remember going to a wcw thunder show oh and i remember gracious. just waiting for this waiting for the show to start this is in oakland california waiting for the show to start and they were just kind of playing random music and they just played in the background the NWO music, and people popped just because just the music, even though the, the show was, they knew they weren't coming out, but everybody freaked out. Now, unfortunately, NWO, I think, was part of the demise of WCW because it's not really good for your brand when the bad guys, the supposed bad guys, are coming out on TV and they're asking the crowd, Are you here for WCW? And or the crowd boos. So people were booing WCW every week. Wasn't the most thought out thing, but it definitely revolutionized wrestling. It, it, it was a huge part of the Attitude Era. And uh, yeah, I mean, it just, man, 25 years. Can't believe it. And there's been so many that have tried, right? You have Degeneration X who changed the game as far as WWE goes, right? You have them doing their own form. Um, at the same time, though, I, I wouldn't say it was copycatting but definitely their own form a little bit more probably edgy and with more attitude um but also you have the bullet club almost 20 years later um changing the game in new japan and doing things there that really just influenced the whole independent circuit and started with finn balor aj styles you had everybody from you know, Kenny Omega to the Young Bucks. I mean, everybody was in Bullet Club. It was the hottest thing. Still is riding very high. But even in that era, Dan, at WCW, not only not only were they loved by the fans and loved um, by, by viewers, the NWO also had breakup sections of the NWO within the same company. I think that's where they lost it because you had 
regular MWO, right? You had Hollywood or whatever. You had Wolfpack. You had LWO, Latino World Order. I mean, there was just, what did you think about that mix up when it starts to break up into different sections of the company? That's where things got out of hand. Yeah, too much of a good thing. And legitimately backstage wrestlers wanted to be part of the NWO. Yeah. Because it would be good for their career. Yep. And there's always I remember I remember there's always that famous, now infamous scene of like a NWO limo coming out. And like Big Show comes out, Paul White comes out, and Virgil and all like everybody, the whole fucking roster was out there. Everybody was in NWO. So that's when it got ridiculous. So I'm glad when uh, WWE put NWO in the Hall of Fame, they didn't just put all 80 guys or whatever. That would yeah. have been absurd. So yeah, NWO became Wu Tang Clan and just had <laughs> a, a ton of members, which was awesome to see. But I mean, you look, I have an LWO shirt, I have an NWO shirt, I don't have a Wolfpack one, but I mean, you get the gist. It really is revolutionary. 25 years later, we're still talking about it. 25 years later, people are still doing too sweet. People are still doing the the Hulk Hogan walk, the little eagle walk. People, I mean. The yeah. Kevin Nash. I mean, it, it's it's hard to put into words what they meant to the business because not only did you have NWO, you had the outsiders first and foremost blow up the industry, um, and then you had the NWO come second, where we never got to see that um, with a John Cena character that followed up Hulk Hogan. Um, so, I mean, awesome stuff. It's so great to look back on it. I think if there's anybody who deserves a 30 for 30 documentary on ESPN besides Ric Flair, we should do an NWO. And I'm sure there's a ton of, you know, drugs, money, and sex to be talked about in those, those documentaries. Cause those guys were wild back then. I think so. And I think people try to recreate it, you know, like, Oh, we got to make we, this generation's NWO. And uh, you know, you talked about uh, bullet club, things like that, but it, it, it's also the time and place of everything. Yep. You can't just, you know, you can't just make a new NWO or just make a new DX. And it's just like, I remember even with DX, when they tried to resurrect DX in the PG era, it was just Triple H and Shawn Michaels. It was more of just kind of like, just kind of goofy pranks and spray painting things and, and just like glow sticks. It just, it just wasn't the same. It's got to be the right time and place. But man, 25 years of NWO, NWO, man, about the same age as Brandon Medina. Yeah, yeah. Now too sweet. The the too sweet. Yeah. The other thing we got to talk about, Dan, is what did you think? Did you were you able to watch the NXT American Bash um, show? I mean, I know it it it's it's always on our radar, right? My thing yeah. is, the show is great. Adam Cole's great, um, baby. But mm -hmm. uh, what I want to talk about, Dan, is they are still doing special sets for the NW or for the NW for the NXT shows. They still do the specialty sets. Why are we not seeing that on the main roster like we used to? I don't know because the main roster, well, the main roster, they, they like to just WWE main roster. They like to keep every, the the imaging, the marketing, the look. They like to keep it very consistent. I think they want you to know you're watching the red brand, you're watching the blue brand. I don't know. It just they just they don't care. I don't know why. You're right. They used to do special stuff. Not yeah. Anymore. I mean, it's it's. It's part of the pay-per-view experience, right? Don't you think? I mean, you look at the old Judgment Days. You look yeah. at, you know, New Year's Evo uh, Revolution, whatever, where they had like a dragon. You look at like just huge over-the-top stages. You only see that at WrestleMania. You might see that most times at Royal Rumble. Um, I don't know if SummerSlam really does anything different. I don't think Survivor Series does much anything different. But... There used to be every pay-per-view you watched, whether it was a huge one 
whether it was a small one, I mean, they, they had a different stage and that sets the tone that sets the tone to be excited. Cause you're realizing I'm not watching a weekly show. I'm watching something very special about to take place. And I just don't feel like we have that anymore besides NXT. NXT does a great job of keeping that alive. You know, one person I was excited about seeing on NXT last night, uh, Brave American Bash, was our friend Cameron Grimes. Oh, yeah. I know you and Cameron Grimes have a lot in common. He likes to own stocks that go to the moon. So yes. I, if you if you don't mind, I just want to check. I'm going to check uh, real quick here. Uh, I know you, you've done some... Uh, this is not an endorsement of, of funds here, but I just want to see how you've been doing here. Over here. Let's look at it. Oh, let's see. You got that Dogecoin. Brandon, you thought uh, it looks like it's down 33.83% yeah. in the past month. Brandon, I thought you were going to go to the moon. We thought. With we Cameron thought Grimes, so. but apparently it's not going to be. No, so. me and Cameron Grimes are very much staying on Earth. Uh, we're not going <laughs> We're not going anywhere. However. Sorry about that Dogecoin there. Sorry about that Dogecoin. It's all right. We'll be back. Send Dogecoin to the moon. But yeah, Cameron Grimes <laughs> is great. Um, I was happy to see Kyle O'Reilly really get a one-on-one uh, match with Adam Cole. I think he's a special talent. That's another guy that if he was to ever leave, which I don't think he ever does, but if he was to ever go somewhere, um, that may, that's what I mean is that that caliber of talent, he might not show up on AEW, but that'd be a perfect guy to push, you know, Ring of Honor, to push Impact Wrestling, to push something like that. I believe so. I believe so. And I, I think, you know, NXT, I feel bad because it's a solid show. Uh, it's not as exciting as AEW Dynamite, but it's a solid show every week. And like I forget said, it's on Tuesdays. I forget yeah, it's on right. Tuesdays. If you forget what night of the week it's on, that's not good. And but it just doesn't have that the feeling of that's the show I don't want to miss. Like I was saying earlier with AEW Dynamite, I get spoilers all the time because I don't watch it live. I got to watch a damn show live. Yeah, but it's very rare that when I don't watch NXT live that I miss something and I go, oh, crap, I got spoiled. I mean, I can kind of skim through and, and not see anything, not see anything that I go, damn, I wish I would seen that live. Yeah. Rarely with WWE products. I mean, maybe uh, when Sm on SmackDown when Zelina Vega debuted or did her surprise return. I wish I had seen that live. But you know, yeah, but AEW is the show that you, that you just feel like you, you can't miss because you're going to miss something. It has this gritty feel to it. It has this very spontaneous feel. And NXT, no matter what, even though it's a lot better than the main roster very often, doesn't have that gritty sort of spontaneous anything that it can happen feel. And I think that's where NXT fails compared to AEW. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't agree more. I think NXT has an exciting factor, but you're not going to miss, like like you said, if you're watching programming, just wrestling programming, AEW is the one to watch. We've been saying this for over a year. I mean, oh, probably two years we've been saying this. If you're going to watch anything, watch AEW. Now, when it comes to the social media aspect, realistically dan what would you miss on wwe it's the same recycled matches the right. same recycled storylines there's nothing you wouldn't and even if you did miss something right the pop that you're going to give at home is the same pop you're going to give it on social media like it's not going to be this huge oh my god i can't i mean if brock lesnar returned tomorrow that might be something like man i wish i would have watched that live but even then, it's just Brock Lesnar. We've seen him off yeah. and on for years. This is not a new face to the company, something, someone coming back. Now, 
where he, the biggest pop of the year might be at Survivor Series. I know we continue to hear stuff about possibly the Rock and Roman, like we've been hearing for three years. That's something you want to watch live. When it comes to AW, that pop that you get with maybe not the rock level, but that pop, that excitement you feel of seeing a new face arrive, you get that almost weekly, if not bi-weekly at AEW. They keep that exciting factor, whether it's a new face or just an insane move, an insane match, whatever the case. Well, think about it. Last night on AEW uh, Dynamite, think about when Malachi Black came out. It was during a random-ass interview with Arn Anderson. People were probably in the bathroom. So it, it, you know, like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Keeps it's you like, on your toes. Yeah, it keeps you on your toes. So, you, so you never, you never like zoom out. You never go, ah, nothing's gonna happen. When I watch WWE and SmackDown, I can have it on in the background, and I'll, I'll pay attention to something exciting happens. But I don't feel like, damn, I'm gonna miss something. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, Brandon? I'm not sure if you were watching live back when last year when Sting made his surprise debut in AEW. I was, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was too. I would have been so pissed. If, if I had gone. just seen it on YouTube the next day or something like that, or seen it on, on just my Google search or Facebook feed, I'm so glad to see it live. But WWE doesn't have those moments. And I think Vince McMahon and the WWE creative team are going to be in for a rude awakening once they start going on tour. Because for the last year and a half, they've been the voodoo dolls. They've been the marionettes. Those are different things. I'm sorry. That's very culturally insensitive. They've been the marionettes... Uh, Puppet masters <laughs> the voodoo of dolls. the audience. Okay. I, w- I was one time in the Thunderdome. You got a guy in your ear telling I... you what to, to cheer for, who to boo. And I think uh, once they start getting in front of crowds, the crowds are going to cheer for whoever they want. They're going to boo whoever they want, no matter what creative wants. And the worst thing of all is a lot of those crowds are going to be quiet. I think they'll be really excited to be there for the first you know, 20 minutes. But then they'll go, oh, yeah, we're watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is a tough one to watch. And, listen, and like, and let's be honest, like you know, Monday Night Raw is coming to San Antonio in August. If we get free tickets, we'll go. If we have another wrestler to come on to from WWE to promote the thing, we'll be nice. We'll be polite. We'll be excited to talk to them. But shit, like you and I ain't paying nothing to go to Monday Night Raw. No, now that's not a, that's not a diss nor disrespect to WWE as a company or the wrestlers as a whole. Kind of is. I mean, not to the wrestlers, but to the company, to the creative. Yeah, sure, sure, creative. Yeah, I think. You're right. I'm not going to be paying to go to Monday Night Raw. I think most fans, if you look at social media, it's not a surprise. Most fans would would have rather had SmackDown come to the city. Um, now, you look at Monday Night Raw. Is there exciting stuff happening? Sure. I mean, we're right. When they come, we'll be smack dab full on SummerSlam season. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's an exciting moment. What if, What if you get to, to catch a glimpse of a return, right? Maybe it's a Brock Lesnar. Maybe it's a Becky Lynch. Maybe it's somebody of that nature. This is when it's going to happen. So that's the exciting factor. But if it doesn't, you're going to go and you're going to leave thinking that was it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. every, every time you watch my night raw, if you even watch Monday night raw, if you, if you can sit there, we've talked about it many a time, Dan, three hours, just is too long for a product like that. It is just too rough to watch. Right. The first hour you're tuned in, you're ready to roll, and they 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 give you these matches that like nobody really is looking forward to. I think you have to come out hot fast the way that that AEW does. They put they go really top heavy, then some good in between matches, and then a huge ending. You need to have some excitement 
And right now, it, that excitement's all on SmackDown and NXT. Monday Night Raw needs help, but we've been saying it for months. So is social media. You would just think, as somebody in creative, you have to be in tune with what your audience likes and thinks and, and, and understands. And when you're letting go of people left and right, and you're making these creative decisions that clearly are not working, you have to start to think as a fan, you know, are they really caring about the product or is this just for, you know, revenue period? Now, Brandon, you make me want to go back and look at our interview from Drew McIntyre from a few weeks ago. I'm going to look closely at his eyes to see if he was blinking in Morse code, trying to tell us that he Help wants me. to escape. Help me. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was. I think so. I don't know. Maybe he's like, you know, he's like, get me out of here. Maybe. I, I, think, I think he was in Morse code. I think he was saying SmackDown. Like, I think he was asking for like, transfer me. Transfer me. Exactly. <laughs> Because also, Dan, this is around the time I know we haven't heard much about it. Is there going to be a draft? Are we going to do a draft this year, like a, a WWE draft that we've done in the past? I haven't heard anything about it. I, well, I'm, selfishly, I hope there is a draft because every time there is a draft, WWE pushes it really hard. And they, and they, uh, it's, send kind, us, of, it's they, kind of exciting. They ask us to interview someone. So usually, you know, they'll, we'll get some, an email from the PR department if there's a draft. But in terms of watching as a viewer, it's like, who cares? I never really? cared about the draft, and I never even remember who's on what show. And then, like, and then two weeks later, whenever, whenever there's a draft, like two weeks later, someone will just someone go to the other show, and it's like, ship, oh yeah. my god, what are they doing here? And it was especially ridiculous during the quarantine time because it was all the same damn building. So it's like it's not a big deal. They all work in the same place, just on different days. It's like when your coworker comes to work on a day that you usually don't see them, you don't go, oh my god, this is shocking. You go, oh, I guess they're just here today. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. <laughs> welcome to work. Yeah, exactly. that's how workplaces work. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I, I do enjoy the drafts. Um, but then again, you got to realize I enjoy, you know, the NBA drafts, the NFL drafts. This one has a cool twist in it where, you know, whatever brand wins a match gets a draft pick and it's randomized. Sometimes if not, they make a choice. It's exciting, but you're right. Every after three weeks of it, you know, they jump ship anyways to the other brand. If you it's know not what? doing well. You know, I, I'm guessing if they do a draft, be around fall time because they want to get it ready for Survivor Series, and then everyone will pretend like they're they're fighting for brand supremacy yep. for the for the brand that they just been working at for two weeks. Apparently, they hate the other show already yes, for already. some reason, and then afterwards, nobody cares anymore. It's just it's absurd. I have no idea, man. All I know is I am very much excited for Fighter Fest next Wednesday. Yep. That's going to be huge, um, Austin, Texas has shown out as a sports city um, as far as, you know, in Major League Soccer and other stuff like that. I'm excited to see what Cedar Park has for AEW, especially with it being the first show back in Texas, right? Yeah, definitely. That's huge. First show back in Texas, and WWE is doing a show. I think their first back in Texas is in, like, two weeks, week and a half in uh, SmackDown. Fort Worth. In Houston. Oh, yeah, Houston. And then you have I think Money uh, in the Bank, Money in the yeah. Bank is going to be yeah. – in uh, Fort Worth, I think actually I think um, I think the SmackDown Houston, maybe the SmackDown the Go Home Show for Money, Money in the Bank. Bank. Yeah, You're right around the same time. I'll be in Houston. I'll be, I'll be in. Uh, I'll be in Fort Worth the day before Money in the Bank, and I thought about it. I thought about going, and I was like, just not gonna do it, man. It's a four and a half hour <laughs> drive back home. I just. So I'll, I'll yeah. be, I'm going to be there for a wedding, so most likely I'll be pretty hungover anyways the day after. There's no need for me to be at Money in the Bank. I need to go save my money in the bank. You can watch, Yeah, you can watch it in the hotel room. Yeah. You'll be I fine. Can, I can keep the streak alive. Yeah, keep the streak of not paying for pay-per-views, the greatest streak in the history of wrestling. But here we are paying for Peacock TV, which absolutely sucks, <laughs> just so everybody knows. 
It's the worst. I don't know why WWE did this to us. I can't stand it's it. It's bad. It's bad. You know what? I hate that you can't on Peacock TV. You can't when pause you're it. You, you always say that. You, you can't, can't pause, pause it. it. It's frustrating. You love saying that. You love bringing up that you can't pause on Peacock TV. Why don't you just you sit got, you there and watch it? Because I'm paying for the damn it, service. Man. I'm paying for the. I'm paying for the damn service. So I don't want to feel like I have to make an appointment to be home. I want to feel like if I'm out somewhere, I'm doing whatever. I can just catch up. Later that night, be a half hour behind, whatever. But no, I got to be on their schedule. Oh my goodness! So like you can't, it. you can't replay. You can't replay. You can replay it after the whole thing's over, but you can't like start like you know how like every other streaming service. It's when something's live. It's like, do you want to start from live or do you want to start from the beginning? They don't let you do that on Peacock. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. We're already going. Dan, they block you from do that. They with block you. They peacock block you. They peacock block you. Yes. There thank we you. go. That's what I'm talking Maybe about. That yeah. silver platter for that joke. <laughs> Here we go. Here it comes. Silver platter. That's good times. It is good times. But yeah, peacock so block. peacock blocking needs to stop, obviously, especially with SummerSlam around the way. Now that it's already in summertime, Dan, SummerSlam is, is right around the corner. We're assuming they're bringing back what? Brock Lesnar. Um, I mean, that's probably, it's probably going to be Andrew Hernandez said Days and Confuses on Peacock. That helps. I lo- <laughs> Listen. I agree. Days of Confused is a great, it's a great movie. There's a lot you of gotta be stoned to enjoy Peacock Network. Yeah, one 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 day I walked in the living room and my fiance was watching Bring It On on Peacock, and I was like, okay, Peacock, you're starting to step your game up a little bit over here with the movies, but just <laughs> just add a pause button for Dancy Alana. Snakes please. on a plane's on Peacock. Is it? Wow. Yeah. Okay, Peacock. <laughs> out here making making moves for us. Um, it's cheaper than the WWE Network. But listen. You get what you pay for, right, Dan? That's that's yeah. that, that's the name of the game. You get what you pay for. But uh yeah, so with SummerSlam, Dan, are you excited for SummerSlam? That's the question. We're only like what a month out. So Yeah, I always yeah. enjoy SummerSlam. I, that's one pay-per-view I've never had a chance to go to. I definitely wouldn't go this year to Las Vegas because I don't want to deal with that mess. You know, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be in Las Vegas tomorrow for the Conor McGregor you, fight uh, on Saturday. You flying everywhere. So I'll be there. I'll be there. Double You're covering that for up. ESPN San Antonio, I assume? Yes, I am. I'll All be right. there. Looking forward to that coverage. I'll be asking Connor if he wants to go one on one with Brock in, in the WWE ring in the future. We'll you see should. what happens. What a boatload of money Connor would bring to the product. Oh my God. I think so. 100% him. You want to borrow my ESPN banner? I'll just, I'll just stuff. I'll, I'll mail it to you over there. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, please <laughs> mail it. Mail it. <laughs> Mail it to the little white chapel, whatever. Or I'm gonna take my fiance to go get married. Possibly, just who knows? Who knows? We'll no, see the, the drive-through tunnel of love, like Triple H and Stephanie yes, McMahon. Yes. And to make it more authentic, to to have the whole experience, you need to drug her first yes. because that's 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 WWE that's, at its best. That's good storylines. Yeah. Yes. So SummerSlam, you're yes. excited for it. Are you lying? Because it sounds like you're bullshitting me. No, I'm I'll watch one it. Second. I always like SummerSlam. Dan, I can't think of a SummerSlam where I was like, eh, this sucks. Dan, that's not what I asked. I understand you'll watch it. I, everybody's gonna watch it. Are you excited for it? Well, that's I don't the know any matches yet. I mean, I mean, I understand, but do you think the I'm not will excited? Be worth- I, I will. I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll be. It'll be just lovely. SummerSlam will be just lovely. It'll be fine. It'll be. It'll be adequate. I will okay. be. I will be sports entertained. There we go. Sports entertained at its best. Because after SummerSlam, you got all out for AEW. Possibly Chicago some, is that the one? Yep, possibly. You gonna go some, to that Chicago? You fly out there? Possibly some CM Punk action, Dan. No, see every time, Dan, see God, you have to no. buy into the rumors sometimes. Just every, make it fun. My God, every time a wrestler farts within a hundred miles of Chicago, people are like, is CM Punk gonna show up? Is CM Punk gonna be there? Depends. How, I don't know why how, I'm calling him CM Pump. 
CM Punk. Yeah, listen, calm it, calm it down over there. Yeah, day drinking. Day hey, we usually don't do the stream this early. Yeah, you're right. You're got right. Me my I, day, I, got me my day drinking time. I caught you on a little buzz. My apologies. A little buzz, a little buzz. No, no yeah. CM Punk won't be there. I, I mean, what's he gonna eat? I don't think he even wants to wrestle. Everyone's like, when's if he coming the, back? If the money's right, Dan. I know, but come on. I'm just afraid of if CM Punk, if they give him a boatload of cash, Tony Khan says, here's a boatload of freaking cash. I'm afraid CM Punk will come back and he's not really in ring shape and he'll do a bad match and everybody will be sad. I don't want to see that. I frankly think CM Punk's done. I don't think he wants to do it. He hasn't shown any interest in wrestling. There's no, I don't know of any rumors of him working out with anybody or anything like that. I think he's done. I think he's just not, he's just not into it. He enjoyed his, well, he enjoyed parts of his career. I think he just wants to do different stuff. If he's done, if he's done for real, what a documentary that's going to be to be on top of the world just for like six years and then say, no, I'm good. I'm over it. That's why that's freedom right there. That really that's is freedom. And that's so, you know, and, and he can come off as an arrogant guy or whatever, but think about it. There's other guys who are not as good as CM Punk, whose egos will not let them be out of the spotlight. Yes. I'm looking at you, Hulk Hogan. And it doesn't matter. They, they want to be in the spotlight. They can't just let it go. They can't just retire and live a quiet life. So I respect CM Punk to say, you know what? I had a good run. It was a relatively short run, but I had a good run and I don't need it. Maybe I'll come back and wrestle someday, but I don't have to. His ego doesn't make him go, I need to be in the ring. I need to be in front of that crowd. It seems yeah. like he's got a quiet life with his wife. His wife, doesn't. his wife, AJ Lee, doesn't seem like she's really interested in wrestling either. She retired. She's just doing her own thing, but with mental health advocacy, I think they've kind of just moved on. I think they just want to be regular people. Just a Maybe. quiet life. And that's what I'm saying. What an incredible story. I mean, you look at a guy that came out of Ring of Honor, right? Came into ECW, absolutely tore it up, and then just blew up the the sports entertainment industry. I mean, we're going to be talking about CM Punk 25 years from now the same way we are about NWO. And to think of the run he had, it wasn't Shawn Michaels-esque. It wasn't Triple H-esque. It, wasn't John, it was literally six maybe seven tops really really on top good years and he's gonna be i mean a first first ballot hall of famer for wwe and that's yeah. kind of crazy to think is looking just, forward to that speech that's what i'm saying if he's done for real i mean what a story to tell at least i i would like to see him back i'm gonna believe in the rumors and innuendo simply because i want to be excited for this stuff dan don't be a buzzkill dan you didn't believe in edge when i believed in edge <laughs> Just so okay. we're clear. I'll be honest. And, and every time every time there's a Royal Rumble, a little part of me. A little, a little part. part look, me, look at this, Dan. Be honest, little, though. A yes, little tiny honest. part of me. Well, there's a lot of little tiny parts of me. But right. another but little tiny part of yes. me uh, wants CM Punk to come out. I'll be honest. But I only want him to return if he really wants to. I don't want him to be just like financially desolate and go oh crap i guess i gotta go back to wrestling like i don't want him to do it because he's bored or because he wants to be in the spotlight i want him to only come back if his love for wrestling has been rekindled i want him to do it for him and not just because he feels like he has to because i always feel bad for anyone in any job who's doing the job simply because they have to because they yeah. need the money i mean you know i'll be real honest here i won't get real specific but i recently quit a job uh, <laughs> a work situation that wasn't good for me anymore and i didn't need the money and it'd be sad if I was just still there just because I need the money. Yeah. So, I mean, no, I hear you. I, I'm glad for CM Punk. Fair enough. Fair enough. But we have SummerSlam on the way. We have Fighter Fest next week. We Day, day one is solidified. We know what's going to happen day one over there in Cedar Park. Where's day two going to be? Elsewhere. Do we, 
I swear I have no idea where day two is going to be, but day two is probably going to see, I'd assume, the first match of Malachi Black, right? That'd probably be the first legitimate match that we're going to see between him and possibly Cody Rhodes, which is, man, they got a, they got a good one on their hands if that's the case. Uh, but for Austin, Texas over there in Cedar Park, Texas, right outside of Austin, be prepared because next Wednesday you have a solid lineup of matches. You have Brian Cage, Ricky Stark, Ethan Page, Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Carl Anderson, Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, and Penelope Ford and Yuka Sakazaki. And in this coffin match, Dan, we already know Darby Allen's an absolute lunatic. He's a psychopath. A coffin match is picture perfect for a guy like that. It's going to be great. Who knows what kind of crazy things he's going to do in front of that crowd. Man, big, big, loud Texas crowd. It's going to be great. Absolutely. And Dan Cialana and I will both be there. If you see us, come say hello. Buy us a beer. If you'd like, we'll definitely take it. No problem. And maybe we'll buy you one right back. But have a good time with us. Be safe out there. If you do go, we're going to be a sold-out crowd. Right, Dan Cialana? Sold out. Ooh-wee. You better be vaxxed to wear your mask, people. Come on now. But go enjoy some wrestling. Go support local wrestling. Dan Cialana, before we go, big news. It sounds like we're going to be back in studio here not too far into the future. Yeah, you know, our you know, our show has kind of changed formats over the last few months with some some studio changes and other changes, personal changes. But it seems that on August 19th, at least. Ooh. Thursday before SummerSlam, we will be live in studio and on the radio uh, discussing the upcoming SummerSlam and also discussing Mission Pro Wrestling doing a very special show, charity show for Salvation Army in San Antonio. So uh, that'll be a great. You never know who might show up to that. You never know. Never who know. Might show up to that. You never know. Or you might if you know Dan Cialana's biggest You might precious, know. But you uh, might know. You might. Just don't know. be wearing a Dr. Britt Baker shirt on that night. Yes, please don't. Uh, you're gonna I think get things your, might go bad. Yeah, you're going to get your face smashed in. But <laughs> be forward to looking out for that. That's going to be August 19th. We'll see you guys at Cedar Park next week. We'll see you hopefully at SummerSlam. We'll be talking all that and more next time, making sure we keep you guys up to date on all the best news within the squared, squared circle of wrestling. I'm Brandon Medina. That is Dan Cialana. This is Down for the Count, and that's the bottom line because Down for the Count said so. so. Follow Down for the Count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.